0: Welcome to Episode 8 of the Jedi Temple Archives Podcast. There
1: is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Only members of the Jedi Council are allowed access. Guarding the holocrons is one of the most important duties a Jedi can be given. Do you think you're up to the task?
0: star wars fans and welcome to another episode of the jedi temple archives podcast i'm rob your host and we're recording this episode on monday april 29th 2019 before we get into today's episode i did just want to take a moment to say thank you to all of our listeners for you know taking the time and And listening to this podcast, uh, especially those of you who have taken the time to reach out via social media or send us an email to give feedback on the show uh, and ways that we can improve it, ideas for topics, etc. It's greatly appreciated and it's nice to know that there's people who have a vested interest in how this show does. So again, thank you very much. And with that being addressed, I think we're going to go ahead and launch right into this week's topic. So with the recent release of the trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, one of the questions that is certainly on my mind, and I suspect it's on the mind of a lot of Star Wars fans, uh, especially in light of the events of The Last Jedi, is what is going to happen with the Jedi Order? And I think really, before you can go in and address that question, you first have to have a little bit of an understanding about how the Jedi Order was founded, what its purpose was, and kind of how it's progressed down through the history of the Star Wars universe. So, in order to get that understanding, let's take a quick look at exactly how the Jedi Order came into being. Now, the Jedi Order was established about 6,000 years prior to the Battle of Yavin, which, as we mentioned in prior episodes, is how time is gauged within the Star Wars universe, on the planet of Octo. Um, which is the planet that we saw Ray find Luke on at the end of The Force Awakens. And it was established by a being called the Prime Jedi. So he was the first Jedi of the Order, and he established that first Jedi temple on Octo. Now, within the events of The Last Jedi, we saw the inside of that Jedi temple. Uh, and within, there is a mosaic on the floor that Ray and Luke have a conversation in front of. And that mosaic has a lot of thematic uh, similarities to early Hinduism, as well as kind of reflecting some of the symbology of the yin and yang, uh, in the sense that you have a being, it's assumed to be the prime Jedi, sitting cross-legged, a uh, lightsaber poised upright in front of him. On one side of him is the light, on the other side is the dark, and then within the light and within the dark, it's a small kernel of darkness and light, respectively. So it kind of tends to lend itself to the idea that while the Jedi Order has always been very much about walking in the light and denying the darkness, that the early Jedi really understood that within light there is always a small kernel of darkness and vice versa. And it also kind of begs the question a little bit of whether the real intent of a Jedi would be to find balance between the light and the darkness. And there's an entire category of Jedi known as Grey Jedi that we will get into in later episodes that kind of are are based around that general concept. Now, at the time that the Jedi Order was established, there were a number of rules that were put in place. And those included things like the fact that no Jedi Master or Knight could take on more than one Padawan at a time. Uh, It forbade the forming of attachments such as marriage, family, or romantic love. Uh, The fact that no Jedi should take part in the killing of any unarmed opponent, and it was forbidden for Jedi to seek revenge. But there was a more formal Jedi code that was at the center of the Jedi religion that stated the following. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony, there is no death, there is the Force. And that really was the mantra that all Jedi were to live by. It encompassed all the beliefs of the Order and was essentially the words that they were to live by. Now, interestingly enough, um, for anyone who had watched The Last Jedi, when you see Rey following Luke up um, the mountain there, and all of a sudden she pauses and she kind of is catching something at the edge of her hearing. What she's actually hearing is voices within the Force chanting the Jedi Code, and that is what draws her to the tree where the ancient Jedi texts are kept. So uh, the next time you watch The Last Jedi, just kind of pay special attention to that, and you will hear that mantra being uh, whispered in the Force. Now, after the founding of the Jedi Order, one of the very early events that took place that was critical to the Jedi, and, and especially their use of lightsabers, was that they came into possession of the planet of Ilum. And we have talked about Ilum a little bit on earlier episodes, especially in regards to lightsabers. But it was an ice planet, and uh, therein was found a location called the Crystal Caves, which was where the the Jedi typically would get most of their kyber crystals. It was considered to be a very sacred world uh, to the Jedi Order, and there was a Jedi temple on that world, which hosted an event called The Gathering. And I do have a little clip from Ahsoka Tano, uh, where she describes that to a group of younglings. I'll play that for you now.
1: Hurry, younglings! You've proved to be the top of your class. And so now is the time of the gathering. For a Jedi, there is no greater challenge or honor. What is the gathering, Antano? Petro, Genodi, Biff, Katuni, Zat, and Gunji. The time has come for you to build your own lightsabers. be warned this is no simple task and many perils lie ahead of you where we are going there is no place more sacred to the jedi
0: so as you can tell from that clip the gathering is really a major point in the life of a jedi it is the moment that they go from being a youngling uh, within the temple and and being under the guidance and training of the Jedi Order as a whole, to where they're taking their first steps along the path of becoming a Padawan and being apprenticed to an actual Jedi. Now, the other major event that occurred during this time frame uh, within the Jedi Order is that as they started to branch out and spread across the galaxy, they acquired a starship that was called the Crucible, and that starship had an architect droid on board, that would actually assist the Jedi younglings once they had finished the gathering and gathered their kyber crystals with construction of their lightsaber. And I have another little clip here that I'll play for you just to give you a little bit of an idea about that particular droid and what his role was.
1: May I introduce you to architect and lightsaber designer Hugh Eng. are them i swear they get younger every expedition all have passed the gathering yes sir are you sure but he's a droid you expect us to learn from a droid who said that many years i have been on this ship teaching many a jedi before you and i will continue teaching many a jedi after you Tell me what you want, but inside my memory banks, I contain a record of every lightsaber ever made and the Jedi who fashioned them. Which will you choose?
0: So that clip really serves to point out two things. First, the construction of a Jedi's lightsaber was very individualized and very much a reflection of who they were. But it was also part of a rite that was a crucial part of their progress within the Jedi Order. Now, also during this first thousand years of the Jedi Order there was a major schism within the Order itself that led to the creation of the Sith. And that actually took place when a rogue Jedi had fallen to the dark side of the Force and kind of began preaching to others that were like-minded that only through the dark side could an individual ever realize their true potential. The Jedi High Council, of course, uh, took exception to those teachings, and that fallen Jedi was cast out of the Order. So he and his followers left and then began what we now know as the Sith. The Sith, of course, sought to control the galaxy um, and engaged in a series of wars with the Jedi as they were complete diametric opposites in terms of their thoughts and beliefs. And those wars resulted in the destruction of many worlds within the Star Wars galaxy, including the Sith homeworld of Moribond. Also during that time, the Sith began to bend all of their time and energy into the creation of superweapons, which were powered by giant kyber crystals and had the ability to destroy entire planets. So even before, long, long before the events of Star Wars A New Hope, uh, you had Sith that were very much interested in building these huge superweapons and raining destruction across the galaxy. Now, by the end of this period within Jedi history, Uh, they had driven the Sith into retreat and the Jedi were of the belief that they had destroyed all of these super weapons that had been created by the Sith to the point where a thousand years later, the Jedi of that particular time didn't even believe that those weapons had ever truly existed. They considered them more of a myth or a legend. But one of the things that happened during this time, and this is at this point, we're looking at about 5,000 years prior to the Battle of Yavin, The Jedi then moved their base of power to Coruscant and began the construction of the Jedi Temple there. And what's really interesting to know about that, and something that never really gets mentioned in any of the films, is that when they build their Jedi Temple on Coruscant, they do it on top of an ancient Sith shrine. And the Jedi believed at that time that by building their temple on top of that shrine, that they were essentially neutralizing the dark side power coming from that location. Uh, But as it actually turns out, the darkness and the dark side energy from that Sith shrine gradually seeped up and infiltrated the Jedi Temple, which served over the course of millennia to actually weaken the Jedi Order and was what was at the root of the fact that the Jedi were unable to perceive the danger of the Sith plan to eliminate them and led to the Jedi Purge. Now, in addition to the construction of the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, Coruscant also became the capital and the base of power for the Old Republic. And the Old Republic was the predecessor to the Republic we see within the Star Wars prequels. And uh, the Jedi aligned themselves with the Old Republic very much as they did with the Republic and promised to uphold their laws and preserve peace throughout the galaxy. In fact, this is exactly what Obi-Wan Kenobi is referring to when he tells Luke,
1: For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic, before the dark times, before the Empire.
0: So they did this for approximately 3,000, years until they encountered a species or a culture known as the Mandalorians. Now, while the Jedi were tasked with preserving the peace and protecting the weak within the galaxy... Uh, especially within the old republic itself the mandalorians themselves were very much of the belief that uh, survival of the fittest was the rule of the day and only the strong should survive and as a result the mandalorians were very much about uh, continual warfare either with other cultures or even within their own culture and the jedi were forced to quickly mobilize to try and stop the mandalorians from expanding throughout the galaxy Over time, the strain of that constant and continual warfare started to take its toll on the Jedi and also began to cause the Old Republic to crumble. So, late in this conflict between the Jedi and the Mandalorians, it even got to the point where the Mandalorians successfully staged a raid on the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and sacked it. And during the events of that particular raid, they stole a lightsaber uh, called the Darksaber, which is actually very well described in Star Wars Rebels as follows.
1: It is the Darksaber, a symbol for the leader of House Vizsla, and later the group known as Deathwatch. I didn't know Mandalorians developed a type of lightsaber. We didn't. This was one of a kind. Legend tells that it was created over a thousand years ago by Tar Visla the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. After his passing, the Jedi kept the saber in their temple. That was until members of House Vizsla snuck in and liberated it. They used the saber to unify the people and strike down those who would oppose them. At one time, they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. This saber is an important symbol to that house and respected by the other clans. I imagine Sabine was excited to recover it.
0: You can learn more about that in our earlier episode on lightsabers, but suffice to say, the important thing to note here is that this was a lightsaber that was constructed by the first Mandalorian to ever be inducted into the Jedi Order, and the Mandalorians looked on that as a piece of their culture and something that they wanted to have possession of. Now, also during this time, which is about a thousand years prior to the Battle of Yavin, the Sith, noting that the Jedi and the Old Republic had been significantly weakened, chose this point in time to emerge from their self-imposed exile and launch an all-out attack on the Old Republic uh, seat of power on Coruscant which they did successfully and they also managed to uh, seize the Jedi Temple from them and I've got a little clip of that
1: our time has come for 300 years we prepared we grew stronger While you rested in your cradle of power, believing your people were safe and protected. You were trusted to lead the Republic. But you were deceived. As our powers of the dark side have blinded you, you assumed no force could challenge you.
0: So, as you can hear from that clip, uh, while the Jedi had certainly been involved in in the war with the Mandalorians, they never really felt like anyone could challenge them, and they had grown complacent uh, over the course of the millennia that they had been serving the older public, and the Sith were able to leverage that and, as I mentioned previously, uh, sack both Coruscant and the Jedi Temple. And it took years for the Jedi to eventually uh, liberate the planet of Coruscant and regain their temple there. Um, They were able to do this primarily because while the Sith had grown very much in power, they were comprised of large armies of Sith, and the Sith lords in control of them were constantly infighting and vying for power amongst themselves. And that just served to gradually weaken them. They essentially. Uh, weakened themselves and deteriorated from within, and the Jedi were finally able to leverage that to eventually defeat them. And at the time, they believed that they had completely eradicated the Sith from the galaxy, which we all know uh, was not the case. There was a lone Sith Lord named Darth Bane who had survived that purge of the Sith and was the person that originally founded what became known as the Rule of Two, which stated that amongst the Sith, there can only be two at any given time, a Master and an Apprentice. So, for the remaining roughly a thousand years leading up to the events of the prequel series, there had never been more than two Sith at any given point in time, as the Apprentice had gotten to the point where they felt like they had learned everything they could from their Master, they would kill their Master, take on an Apprentice, and... um. Despite this, they were all still working toward what they considered to be the grand plan, which was to uh, purge the Jedi and eliminate that order from the galaxy so that the Sith could once again rise to power. Now, the other major event that occurred during this period was between the war with the Mandalorians as well as with the Sith, the Old Republic had deteriorated to the point where it was no longer functional, and that government was swept away and replaced by the First Galactic Republic. Known to most as the Republic. And that is the form of government that we see in place during the events of the prequel trilogy. Um, That Galactic Republic is eventually what Palpatine rises to power within as Supreme Chancellor. And then he wipes that away and forms the first Galactic Empire. So during that thousand years that the Galactic Republic reigned, the Jedi were once again aligned with the Galactic Republic and served as peacekeepers. During this period, there were no major conflicts. Uh, the conflict with the Mandalorians had uh, been settled. The Sith, obviously, had they felt had been purged from the galaxy. And so the Jedi set aside their role as soldiers and really focused more on their peacekeeping role, which is what they do for approximately a thousand years uh, leading up to the events of The Phantom Menace. So, during this period of time, uh, we see the Jedi Order mostly getting back to their roots in terms of trying to find that peace and tranquility, uh, trying to focus more on uh, peaceful resolution and mediation to conflicts, as opposed to militaristic uh, resolutions, and that all uh, falls apart during the period of the Clone Wars, which was all part of Darth Sidious's, uh ultimate plan and between the darkness seeping into the Jedi Temple from the Sith Shrine underneath it, as well as the fact that the Jedi had once again uh, returned to being essentially warriors during the Clone Wars, all of that served to cloud their vision to the point where Sidious was able to finally uh, complete the Grand Plan and implement Order 66, which served to purge the Jedi Order um, of most of its members, And drive the remaining Jedi into exile. So that is really where we find the Jedi at the time that we first uh, meet them within the original film. Uh, You've got Yoda and Obi Wan who have been driven into exile. The remainder of the Jedi Order has been pretty much decimated. And interestingly enough, and again, this is something that doesn't really get mentioned in the movies, but Emperor Palpatine, once the Jedi Order had been purged, actually took the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and made that into his Imperial Palace. So it was a bit of uh, his way of adding a little insult to injury, as well as really making a statement to the citizens of the galaxy that the Jedi were no more and he was now the the ultimate power, so to speak. So now that we really know a little bit more about the backstory of the Jedi Order and how it came into being, I think we can start to kind of have a little bit of that conversation about where do we think the Order is going to go within the lone remaining sequel movie that's coming out this December uh, with The Rise of Skywalker. I know there has been some speculation, uh, by various people on the internet that the meaning of the rise of Skywalker may actually be that the Jedi Order is not going to continue on and that Rey is going to create some sort of new religion using the teachings found in those, uh, ancient Jedi texts that were found on the planet of Octo, uh, and name the, the participants within that religion or name the members of that religion Skywalkers. Uh, I don't really know that I buy into that line so much. I do believe that she took away those ancient texts for a reason. Um, I think that a lot of what happened with the Jedi Order and and the things that led to its downfall is that perhaps they got a little bit away from the original teachings, and uh, as a result, they gradually over time became more a product of the galaxy that they were living in. They certainly became much more of uh, of soldiers and warriors, I think, than they were originally intended to be. Uh, and even in the teachings of Master Yoda on Dagobah, when he talks to Luke about the fact that he should use the Force for knowledge and defense, but never for attack, um, that really is something that we saw the Jedi get very much away from during, especially the period of the, the Clone Wars. Now, for me personally, I really do believe that the Jedi Order is going to rise again and that that is what Rey is going to use those ancient Jedi texts for, uh, either within the events of The Rise of Skywalker, or um, it's going to be kind of alluded to that that's the direction that it's heading. Uh, If you have different thoughts or different uh, theories about where this may be headed, please feel free to reach out. Uh, You can reach us at Podcast at gmail.com or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at JTA Podcast. I'd love to strike up a discussion about what you think may be the course that Star Wars takes after the events of The Last Jedi, and whether you think that the Jedi Order is going to be continued on or replaced. Uh, So please feel free to reach out to us with those thoughts, and we can have that conversation you enjoyed this episode please mention us to a friend or go out and give us a review as that will help other people find us and again thanks for listening and may the force be with you